Casey. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Here is $20 worth of free advice. No one should ever kill anyone. No one should ever participate in a murder that is a terrible thing to do. And uh, not only will get you a likely prison sentence, but uh, if there is an uh, afterlife, which I believe there is, I think it probably doesn't bode well for your post-mortal world. In any event, if you disregard that advice, if you ever kill anyone and you get away with it for a long time, here's what you should not do. You should not, repeat not, do podcast interviews, do documentary interviews, and write books describing the murder you got away with. I mean, maybe O.J. Simpson is a little bit of an exception, but... I don't know that it is. I mean, uh, you had the wrongful death suit there and you have his other criminal issues. But put that aside. The arrest on Friday in the slaying of Tupac Shakur. Tupac Shakur, if you don't recall, was a big rap star, big hip hop star back in 1996. One of the biggest in a world in the world. The arrest that took place on Friday was a long awaited breakthrough in one of hip-hop's most enduring mysteries, and it had its roots in the investigation of the killing of Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G. The shooting deaths of these two hip-hop legends, but who were also rivals from what I understand, I don't know the hip-hop world, so if anyone wants to correct me, feel free, Shakur in Las Vegas and Biggie Smalls in L.A. six months later They've always been culturally inseparable because they took place at around the same time. A lot of people put murals up for both of them. A lot of folks said their deaths were kind of bringing the East Coast rappers and the West Coast rappers together. It's kind of like when President James Garfield was killed, brought the North and South together. But one man, Dwayne Keffy D. Davis, the last living suspect in the drive-by shooting of Tupac Shakur, found himself involved in both investigations. After 27 years, Davis, 60 years old now, was arrested and charged with murder, with prosecutors saying he ordered and masterminded the Tupac Shakur killing. And if this was an episode of Scooby-Doo... As Dwayne Davis is being arrested by Scooby and Shaggy and their pals, he would be saying, and I would have got away with it too if it weren't for you damn podcasts. Davis, this is what's so amazing to me about this case. And this is something everybody should know for the would-be criminals in our audience. Not just for murder, but for any crime. Davis, who had immunity for what he said in his police interview, but not what he said outside it, went on to divulge many of the details in documentaries and on podcasts and, wait for it, in a tell-all 2019 memoir that gave new life to the Las Vegas police probe and helped lead to his grand jury indictment. The guy had a queen for a day moment. He had immunity for what he told the cops. And that wasn't good enough. He had to go out and try to make money by selling a book. 
He had to go out and do any documentary that wanted him, any podcast that wanted him, and he talked himself into this indictment. This guy, because he couldn't keep his mouth shut, is now going to, in all likelihood, he's entitled to the presumption of innocence, he's in all likelihood going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Because the guy was greedy, and he had a degree of hubris that only the folks that murder rap legends have. Well, maybe not only them. Here is uh, Daniel Davis, excuse me, Dwayne Davis, in a BET docu-series from 2018 describing the night Tupac was killed. All the chicks was like, Tupac, Tupac. He was like, hey, like a celebrity, like he was in the parade. He wouldn't even been out the window. We would have never seen him. My partner busted you. When we pulled up, I was in the front seat. Happened to see my friend, Chill. Chill looks over, he sees you. Yeah. He looks right at you. Yeah, he looks at me. You said the shots came from the back. Big Dre, Orlando. Who shot Tupac? I keep it for the cold of the streets. It just came from the back seat, bro. Now, honestly, honestly, I mean, this guy doesn't sound like the best educated person in the world. But seriously, how smart do you have to be to know that if you get away with murder, you keep your mouth shut? So you participate in a murder, and I don't know whether he just supplied the gun, or I don't know whether he, if he ordered the murder as the prosecutors are claiming. I don't know if he just went along for the ride. If you had any role in a murder, and a journalist comes over to you and says, "Hey, you want to talk about uh, the murder of Tupac? Who? Who? I don't even know who Tupac is. No, no, no. Weren't you there? Nope. You got me confused with some other guy. Wasn't me. No comment. This guy." Went on a whole media tour. This guy talked himself right into this indictment. That's not just me saying this. Retired LAPD detective Greg Kading, who interviewed him in 2009 as a person of interest in the case, said to, I think it was Axios, Davis talked himself right into jail. He confesses to his involvement in the Tupac Shakur case. He gives all the details of how he and his co-conspirators killed Tupac. Davis actually said in his memoir, Compton Street Legend, that he provided, that's the name of the book, Compton Street Legend. He says in the book, he provided the gun used in the drive-by shooting. Gee, who could imagine that they might arrest him for that? Davis was arrested while on a walk near his home on the outskirts of Las Vegas, hours before prosecutors announced in court that a Nevada grand jury had indicted the self-described gangster on one count of murder with a deadly weapon. Uh, He's due in court next week. His own public comments revived this investigation. Comments, questions, thoughts, etc. 800-848-9222. So, I I have said for years, since I started paying attention to this stuff, maybe about 20 years ago, that the fundamental problem with our criminal justice system is there are too many people who are not in prison that belong there, and there are too many people in prison who don't belong there. 
So that's Mr. Davis. That's one. That's one guy who probably belongs in prison. Let me tell you a story about, uh, and you know me, I'm not necessarily a lover of how DNA is used, but this is a case of DNA being used for all the rights, right reasons. But unfortunately for one gentleman, it came too late. DNA evidence has cleared two men charged with murder. Sean Melton, though, did not, and this has nothing to do with the Tupac case, I just want to be very clear. Sean Melton did not live long enough to be cleared of a 1987 murder he did not commit. He was jailed for 19 months and tried twice for murder in Solano County, California. Both juries refused to convict him. Looks like the evidence was pretty weak, but the prosecutors, they were still all about trying to get this conviction. He died in 2000. Last week, police arrested a new suspect for the murder based on DNA evidence. Citing new DNA evidence, Los Angeles County prosecutors also just helped free another California man, Gerardo Cabanillas, who spent nearly 30 years in prison for kidnapping and rape. Turns out he didn't commit those crimes either. The last story related to this criminal justice system that I'll mention you know me, I'm not a um I'm not a big transgender person. You know, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the transgender issue. My my view is you want to call yourself a man, a woman, uh whatever, it makes no difference to me. The two areas where I think it does make a difference are competitive sports and prison. I think if you're a male that has no surgery or anything, and you're calling yourself a woman, you should not be able to be housed in a female prison.